Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. You found us at www.dredhill.podbean.com. I hope you'll share that with somebody soon. Did you know that there are 190 episodes, once I post this one, 190 free episodes on This Week in the Word at www.dredhill.podbean.com. They can be listened to by anybody, anywhere, anytime in the world. And I hope you will help others find it because it will help them. So we're glad you're here today. The episode for today is Truth for Tough Times, Living in the Last Days. This is the episode for Sunday, May 29, 2022. They were two-fisted, foul-mouthed, hard-drinking rabble-rousers, and the men weren't much better. (laughs) That's one of my favorite stories. That might describe the feeling that we have like, what? (laughs) That was just the women? (laughs) That might describe the feeling you're going to have when you discover something today from 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, in the title, you notice that I said the title is Truth for Tough Times, Living in the Last Days. Last days, Pastor Ed, what's that? Well, the last days are typically thought of as the time in human history right before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there are a lot of details about his return and things that are going to happen leading up to that. But Popularly speaking, when we think about the return of the Lord, we think about very hard times coming, um, you know, volcanic activity, earthquakes, pestilences, signs in the heaven, and uh, 666, the rise of the Antichrist, the tribulation, all of that, which we've talked about on many other episodes that you can go back in time and find those on This Week in the Word at www.dredhill.podbean.com. And in Dead I Mention, they're all free. But here's the thing. A lot of times people will say, well, people have always been difficult. Times have always been hard. I mean, look at the days right before the flood came and Noah's family and Noah were rescued, but the world perished. It says that the world was just completely given over to wickedness. And that's true. So you could say, well, it's always been like that. But here's what I want you to know. As bad as it was in the days of Noah leading up to the flood, the last days will be every bit as hard, but Jesus said that it will be a time unparalleled in human history. So the last days are going to be very hard. But here's the Here's the Scooby-Doo moment where you jerk your head around. Living in the last days will be very hard in the church among people who say they are followers of Christ. What? Yeah, exactly. You're going to see that here with me today, 2 Timothy chapter 3. So Timothy is finding out that as the young pastor who followed the Apostle Paul as the pastor of the church in Ephesus that Paul has started, obviously. Timothy was sent there to pastor that church. It was already difficult, 
but he's about to learn with us that that assignment is going to become much harder in his day for sure, and it will be much harder for true men of God and true believers in the Lord Jesus Christ in the church in the days ahead. Now, I want you to think about something with me, and don't don't put up your uh, blinders and block what I'm about to say. I want you to listen to it, and I want you to hear me and understand what I'm saying. Think back to... Um, 2019, 2020, and even a little bit into 2021, after the lawlessness and the lockdowns, when most churches were closed for a while, some as many as a a year or longer, some are still closed. I don't get that, but anyway, when, when most churches closed for a while, Eventually, people came back to public worship. Remember that? But many of the people who came back in many churches found that many of their pastors had become what is called woke. And when their church members returned to public worship, they felt like their church had been hijacked and enslaved to the Antichrist philosophy of critical theory. Uh, Pastor Ed, don't you mean critical race theory? No, I'm very careful about what I said. People have felt like that their churches, which they thought were gospel preaching churches before the pandemic, then when they came back, something had changed, and now wokeness and critical theory was in, in play in their churches. And that's just an old, old tool that Marxists, that is communists, have always used. But you know what they did? Very smart, actually. I'll give them a gold star on this. They repackaged critical theory as critical race theory. That's what they did. Now, this had happened, obviously, before these events, but the the tool was there and ready to be used right after the lockdowns and the lawlessness. And do you know what? The gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the only good news there is that can save people from an eternal hell, you know what happened to the gospel of Christ? It was jettisoned for the zeitgeist of the age. That is the spirit of the age, the current trend, the thing, wokeness, critical race theory, being promoted by those, many of whom who listen to me, I'm very careful about what I'm saying here. They hate God. They hate God. And they have influenced so many pastors and so many churches to go in that direction. And if you had the experience that I just described, you know the feeling where you went back to church and you thought, wait a minute, we used to preach from the Bible. We used to preach Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, right? All of that. And now I go back and I hear my pastor, you know, he may use a Bible verse here and there, but he uses it wrongly. He misrepresents what it means and what it says. Or maybe his message is just completely watered down into uh, nothingness. I mean, it's, it's just not related to the truth at all. 
That may be where many of you are when you think about your church. So these are pastors and leaders and members within the church that have fallen for this and gone in for this, and entire denominations are now under the sway, the spell. Think of it like that, of wokeness and critical race theory. Now, I'm all down with biblical justice. Zero question about that, but that's not what the wokeness and critical race theory, which is really just repackaged critical theory, that's not what that's about. That's not what it's ever been about, okay? So now churches are enslaved to this, but I have to be fair. Many of those churches, denominational churches by and large, the old mainline denominational churches, they had already gone over the waterfall to disaster decades ago when they abandoned the word of God and the truth and began to invent their own message apart from the word of God. So they were already in trouble. This just put the nail in the coffin, so to speak. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Now, I thought about the way to approach this today. One way would be to take every one of the words we're going to see and break them down into the Greek and, you know, explain what they mean and all of that. And we could do that, and we've done that many times before. But I don't want you to lose the punch of this because that would take a long time. I want you to get all of this in one punch, all right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read from the King James Version, which I usually am preaching from here on This Week in the Word. But then after we read it and make a few comments, I'm going to read from the New American Standard Translation, and it will become, um, if it, it should be clear from what I'm going to read initially. But if it's not, I think hearing a, a different English word put a different way, it would just ring the bell for you about what it's going to be like to be living in the last days relating to being around people who profess Christ, but they don't seem to possess Christ. I mean, they talk a good game, but they don't walk a good game. Are you hearing me? All right. So let's read in 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 9. Now remember, the Apostle Paul is in prison in Rome, and very shortly he will be beheaded. He will be executed in Rome because he will not renounce Christ and pledge loyalty and worship and total love for the Caesar. He won't do it. All right, so Paul, just on a human level, now we know the true church will persevere because the Lord said it would, and he will make it persevere. We know this. But on a, a human level, I'm sure the Apostle Paul was concerned about Timothy and the problems he already was facing before things got even worse. And he was concerned about the church at Ephesus and all the churches the Lord had used him to establish. He wanted them to, to do well and to stand tall through difficult times when they came. So he is, he is strengthening Timothy here in chapter 3 and chapter 4 of 2 Timothy. So 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9. This know also 
that in the last days, perilous times shall come. That word perilous, by the way, means fierce, very hard, harsh, brutal. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. So this is, these are people within the church. These are people who profess to love the Lord, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That is, the, the Lord they say they're submitted to, they're not under his lordship. They live however they want. The uh, Christ that they profess to love and the Bible they profess to follow, he nor his word have any effect or influence over their life. <laughs> well, listen, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such, turn away. So uh, I guess the mental picture here would be like if uh, they're trying to get Timothy's attention, he needs to pull his shoulder away and turn his back on him. Really, Pastor Ed? A, a pastor like Timothy should treat people in the church this way? If they're, <laughs> if they're like what's just been described, absolutely. According to the word of God. Why? Well, look at verse six and following. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust. So the, they're able to take advantage of these women, and I'll just leave it right there. Verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, I don't know if that refers to the women, which, which it obviously would, or to, or to these false pastors. And it would apply to them to two, as well. I would say both, but I think maybe verse 7 is talking about these false teachers. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, you know, they, they say they're studying and all of that, but they never really get it. All right? Do you know people in churches like that? Now, he gives some historical examples here. And although we don't know these names from the Bible in Exodus where Moses wrote the account, we know from history their names. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, who, who were they? They were the two leaders of the Egyptian magicians that were able to counterfeit almost every miracle Pharaoh did before uh, excuse me, Moses did before Pharaoh. Remember that? But at a certain point, they couldn't keep up with God through Moses, right? 
And uh, but now as Janus and Jammers withstood Moses, they opposed Moses. Well, who was Moses? In that moment, in that hour, he was the man of God on the earth of, of all that may have been there. He was, God was working through him in that moment, right? Well, they, they, uh, they resisted him. They opposed him. Does that tell you anything? Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also. That is the current crop, Timothy was dealing with already and, and those that would follow who would be even worse. So do these also resist the truth. Did you notice here that the reason that they're able to do and to be like they are, do the things they do and be like they are is because they stand against God essentially and they resist the truth. What truth? God's truth, the word of God. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. You know, right about now, if you were inclined to worry, this would be a good place to start doing it, except that verse 9 follows verse 8. <laughs> verse 9, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was, talking about Janus and Jambres. All right, so... Can we get agreement that Timothy already had issues? If it got like this even more, he was going to have a harder time. He would really need to lean into the truth, right? And that's what Paul's going to spend the last half of 2 Timothy chapter 3. We'll see this in next week's episode. He's going to spend the time talking about the truth and his example of following the truth the word of God, right? That's how Timothy's going to make it because as long as he follows the Lord and his word, the Lord's going to help him do it, right? And the same with you and I. When we look around us today, we think the whole world has gone completely mad, and it has. But, you know, God has given the entire world over to a reprobate mind. They didn't want to keep God in the forefront of their hearts and minds. They don't want to be told the truth, so they reject the Lord and his word, and they've gone completely insane. <laughs> that, is the, that is the only explanation for the insanity that we see today. And you know all the things, and we can make a list, but you already know the list. That's why the whole world has lost its ever-loving mind. That's why. It's, not, it's no harder than that. Now, let me read it from New American Standard. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, slanderers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, 
although they have denied its power. Avoid such people as these. For among them are those who slip into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also oppose the truth. Men of depraved mind, worthless in regard to the faith, but they will not make further progress for their foolishness will be obvious to all, just as was that also of Janus and Jambres. I hope that helps make more sense to you of what we've seen in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Living in the last days will be characterized by complete, unbiblical insanity within the church, not from rebellious members, but from the pastors who seem to not know the Lord nor his word. Now, they may say they do. Hey, I want you to be a fruit inspector, all right? Be a fruit inspector, and if you realize Pastor Ed, you just described my church and my pastor. You're not going to fix it. You need to find a pastor and a church that are complete sellouts to Jesus and his word, not to the denomination, not to the powers that be, not to the approval of men, but to the approval of the Lord alone. And you'll be in a great church with a great pastor. That's what you need to do if you're realizing that you came back to a completely hijacked, enslaved church. But you know what? All of that, those are only signs of the time. And I think we are living in the last of the last days and here's the reason. What I know about Bible prophecy, and I've been studying that in, in many ways for almost, I don't know, 45 years or more, maybe 50 years, long time, but about 45 years, let's say. And people have always been able to point to one or two things like, oh, look at this, oh, look at that, and it, it's the last days. Well, you know, maybe people thought so at the time, but when we see all the many different things we're seeing, all starting to be in alignment at the same time, and we hear the leaders of the world saying the kind of things like peace and safety and one world government and all of that, I mean, listen, you, you have to be blinder than Ray Charles not to see what is happening. Now, where are we on that timeline? I have no idea, but I believe the rapture of the church is imminent. It could be at any time. It could be five years or 10 years from now. I don't know any of that, but I can see how everything is lining up. And when it looks like, as, as some have said, that everything's falling apart, actually, everything's falling into place 
clicking into place like a giant jigsaw puzzle. And we can, we can see the picture quickly taking form right before our eyes. It's amazing. And so I want you to not be caught up in the lies being spouted by these false teachers and false churches. So I want you to like this episode. I want you to follow this podcast. And I want you to come back next week when we go to 2 Timothy 3, the last half of the chapter, and we see who Timothy can look to and whom he can follow and what he can trust and what he can preach to be on the right track. Now listen, let me talk to some of you who are listening right now and you know that you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if I ask you, where will you spend eternity right now? You are scared. You have no idea. Some of you are pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah, Pastor Ed, I'm going to hell. Let's change that right now. You see, you can know for certain how your eternity will turn out instead of following Satan and being condemned to an eternal hell with him, I might add. What a bummer. You can follow Jesus Christ today and be welcome into heaven and spend eternity with him. Now, I'm going to give you a phone number. I want you to write this down. I'm going to say it twice. 877-247-2426. One more time. 877-247-2426. Now, when you call that number, you won't be talking to me, but you will speak to someone at a ministry who will help you understand how to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and how to grow as a Christian, how to move from death to life, from darkness to light through Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you right now how to do that. You can also go, by the way, to chataboutjesus.com. But here's how you do it. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do you know in your heart of hearts right now because God's telling you you that you are a sinner? Then you qualify. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If I know I'm a sinner and I should go to hell, I deserve it completely. But Lord, would you save me? Man, that's that's being in the right place, right? And you don't earn it. It's given to you by by God because of what Jesus Christ, who, by the way, is God in human form, what he did on the cross to pay for your sins so that you and I could be forgiven. And in him is eternal life. When we have him, we have eternal life. Romans 10, 8 through 13 says this, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart... Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever 
shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you know, that applies to you, my friend. Do that today, that you might be born again, belong to Jesus, have your sins forgiven, have eternal life from this point forward. Even if you die here, you will spend eternity with Him in heaven. It's going to be great. I want you to be there. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. Bye-bye.